What is up, guys? We're back. Um, wanted to start this podcast off with introducing my close friend, Steven. What's up, Steven? What is up, dude? How are you? I'm doing good. A little sore. Just got home from working out. Uh, I think I want to jump right into this saying, uh, growing up as a sports player, as an athlete, basketball in specific, what made you fall in love with the game and what did the game give you as beliefs and how did it change your everyday life as like a person? Um, I think growing up as a sports player, the way you put it, as an athlete, I, uh, the reason why basketball became one of the most important sports to me was simply because it brought everybody together. I felt like everybody who was at the park or everybody who was in the gym or everybody who was at the high school, it didn't matter your skill level or male, fem- male, female, or it didn't matter kind of your background or whatever it might have been. Everybody was invited. Everybody was willing to willing to play and kind of just get along with each other for a short time. And I thought that was something that not a lot of other sports could do was just bring other people together and just get everybody on the same page, get everybody speaking the same language, with, which I thought was a very cool, very active way to... Uh, I don't know, just make new friends, get out there, put yourself out there, meet new people. Um, I think I fell in love with it primarily in middle school. I mean, I was not the best by any way, shape, or form. I played the JV bench sophomore year, <laughs> and that was basically it. I couldn't handle it anymore. I knew I wasn't going to be able to compete at the varsity level or anything higher than that. So I stuck to soccer and tennis and socializing with my friends outside of the sport, but I did support the guys who I knew who played and had the potential to play at a higher level. I was always able to hang out with them and kind of be a practice dummy for them throughout high school and really just kind of support them as their career furthered. But I know your story is a lot different than mine. You actually played in high school at the varsity level. And like me, what was what was your experience with that? Um, I would have to say just getting to the varsity level was different from everyone else. Because um, usually when you when you start basketball, you know, you start really young and like you're four, you know, you hear a lot of players that are in the NBA college level, even in high school, uh, say, yeah, I started at a young age, my parents put a ball in my hand and that, whatever. I started, my first sport was actually baseball. I played for about eight to nine years, and then I, it was a fun, it's actually a funny story, I remember, I remember the exact day I wanted to play basketball, and it was in uh, Smith's uh, produce section, and I, I just randomly told my dad, and I said, Dad, um, I want to play basketball, and he got kind of a little upset, saying, like, what does that have to do with produce? Yeah, exactly. Um... Yeah, it really was different for me. He got a little upset thinking money-wise, like we have all this baseball equipment and, and we have to get all this new stuff for a different sport that you don't know how to play. And at the time I was like 10, 11 years old, so I started really late. And going into middle school, I was going into sixth grade, I was like, well, I still wanna play baseball, but I also wanna play basketball. And I didn't make the team in middle school all three years. I got cut. The coach is all like, uh, I'm getting better. But playing varsity uh, just really made me who I am today. But 
the NBA and seeing who my favorite players are really um, provided me that, that next step of being a better person. I wanted to know what age and what did you think about this current like offseason and the trades? Well, this current offseason, as we both know, has been insane. It Absolutely. puts the NBA at a level far above any other American sport, which I think is really cool. I used to think football was the go-to, but obviously basketball is getting people, like I said before, it's getting people who don't even participate in the sport or don't even pay attention to the sport. It's catching their attention with all these different moves and all these five-star level players switching teams to join up with with other five-star level players to create these super duos now. We got over super teams, so there's no longer three, four, five all-stars on one team. It just kind of feels like there's some two guys, two main superstars with a lot of supporting roles going on. But uh, I think it was cool. I think it put the NBA on a level that was just above any other sport we have right now. And it drew the attention of countless people, I think. What was your favorite? What do you think your favorite move was from this summer? Honestly, I would really have to say the Kawhi trade. Kawhi from the Toronto Raptors going to the LA Clippers was just the biggest move that I've seen ever. Um, when he did that, the whole it, it was basically the whole NBA just pressed reset. Every team had an equal amount of chance to be a title contender, even make it to the playoffs. And then he brought along Paul George from OKC. Um, I honestly couldn't believe it. Uh, I thought he was going to LA with LeBron and uh, coming off of a championship, I had the slightest uh, feeling that he's gonna stay because he doesn't need anybody else. He really doesn't need a, a supporting cast except for him. He came back one year, got a ring and now now he's in LA where he's from that's true I think uh Kevin Durant I think one of my the most interesting moves I like or one of the most dynamic duos that I find interesting is not just the fact that Kevin Durant joined Kyrie in Brooklyn but I think it's still Golden State for me I think it's Steph and Clay um with Draymond supporting just staying as those three they added D'Angelo Russell yeah um I think the fact that they, those two guys have stayed, Steph and Clay, that they've stayed and stuck to their roots without moving, without going anywhere else. They haven't necessarily wanted anything big. Clay got the max. I think that was a huge move. And I think with all the attention swirling around um, all these other teams, like the Rockets and the Nets, and unfortunately the Knicks and <laughs> the Lakers and the Clippers, I think the I think the Warriors are going to continue to grind in silence when they get Clay back and. February, I think they're still going to be as big of a threat to the entire league as they were before they got Kevin Durant when they were winning championships and consistently being in those three championships, four championships with before Durant got there, those two championships, I mean. And I think they're still going to be as big of a threat as ever. Everyone's kind of counting them out for this year, which I understand. But I think next year when Clay's back in full form and Steph's still doing his thing, I think it's going to be an issue, and everyone's kind of focused on everything else, but... Yeah, I I definitely agree with that. I think once the Warriors lost this year, um, everybody just ruled them out. It's like, oh, well, their their dynasty's over, but, you know, like, touching base on what you said earlier is that Steph, Clay, and Draymond, they, they got a ring by themselves. 
too. Uh, they didn't need anybody else. Yeah, they didn't need, they didn't need KD. Uh, but what I really want to know is do you, do any of your core beliefs do you think those are your own or is there there's a someone or something that made you believe that specific belief? Like in reference to basketball, basketball or what do you mean? Basketball, yeah, in reference to basketball. Like the 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 KD situation. Um, is there like a reporters a, um, a story that said mm, that that really resonated with me and I I, I think that uh, the KD move was. Um, I mean, not necessarily. I think KD leaving was necessary. I think that was something he had to do. I think one of the things that's drawn me to that move in particular is just the way Steph Curry handles himself on and off the court. I think he's a real family man. I myself want to be a family man. I want to get married and have kids and have a family and do do all the things that Steph's doing. Of course, not at that level, but yeah. in my own in my own capacity, I think what he's doing is super cool just because he takes time for his family and he's always posting about his wife and his kids and while maintaining that level of play on the court, I think is just incredibly unique. I think the fact that he can bounce between being a father and talking smack and smacking his chest and pointing to God and doing all kinds of things while he's just maintaining that swagger, that dad swag that he has of having a family but also being a complete badass on the court. I yeah. think that's something that that's something that's really kind of drawn my attention when we talk about the Warriors and Steph and Clay in that move. Yeah, I, I, I understand where you're coming from. Even even uh, when he kind of showboats a little bit, it makes me wonder, does he does he feel pressure? Mm-hmm. Like, you hear a lot of reporters and color commentators that ask about, do these, these players have pressure? Oh, I know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I've seen, there's a story, I don't know, I saw it like a couple years ago, and it was like, it had something to do like this, um... Does Steph being light-skinned or black have anything to do with his performance on and off the court? And that made me so mad because I was like, no. Yeah. I was like, he makes threes and he goes home. Yeah. I don't understand uh, what <laughs> being black or light-skinned has to do with any of this. He just makes threes an incredibly high level and then goes home. Yeah. I and so I don't, I don't know why a lot of people have to bring race or socioeconomic status into it. It's just, they're all rich. They're mm-hmm. all making threes. And I think it's really cool the way Steph holds himself in that very modestly and very kind of elegant play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as former basketball players, uh, both of us, had, did you ever feel pressure from coaches, your parents, to even play to, uh, you know, practice? Oh, absolutely. I That was part of the reason why I wanted to quit. I wanted to quit that one JV season I played so bad because I knew I wasn't a big part of the team. I knew I wasn't a key in the success because I was the one riding the bench. But they would yell at me just as much as they would yell at anyone else in practice. And it was kind of like the times that we practiced, they were so relentless. Every day after school, we'd practice from 6 to 8. And then they'd be like, hey, let's get a practice in on Saturday, maintaining this 6 to 8 mantra. And they'd be like, 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. And it was the worst because we were in high school. All we wanted to do was hang out. All we wanted to do was play video games and stay up late. But the pressure that the coaches put on us to be there at 6 a.m. on a Saturday and be there every day from 6 to 8 after school and just the pressure they they put on us. One of the hardest things for me was memorizing the plays. There were always so many at the high school I went to. It was just play after play after play. And if you didn't memorize it, there's no way you were running it in the game. 
There's no way you're running it in practice. You would basically just be a defense dummy, which was what I was because I struggled so much. So it was like the pressure just coming from the coaches and the pressure I put on myself to live up to the pressure from the coaches was just kind of, that's what I struggled with the most. I mean, there's a whole bunch of different social pressures and kind of levels that you want to live up to to compete with your friends and this and that. But the biggest thing for me was just the memorization of all the plays and kind of moving as a unit with the rest of the team. That's what I found the most difficult. What about you? Um, I definitely uh, agree with you on the plays. Me uh, being dyslexic and having ADHD, memorizing anything is super hard. So when I got to varsity and uh, we had folders and binders of plays and uh, if one play didn't work, we'd have to switch to another that would work off of that previous play. And I think that's the only thing that really um, had me stressing or put pressure on me as an individual on the team. Um, I can honestly speak from this past season, uh, running running the same play was easy for me, but it wasn't really effective uh, towards winning games. So uh, I definitely feel uh, the remembrance of plays. Um, Parents-wise, no, there wasn't really pressure about playing sports. There's more of academics for me. But uh, I think that's all we have today, guys. Um, appreciate y'all watching, listening, listening. Got him. Yep. Yeah, thanks for having me, Ben. No problem, Steven. I hope you get a good grade. Dude, it's still recording. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We'll catch y'all later.